WXDXFM, Pittsburgh. The NFL is amazing. You got the anthem controversy. You got Pac-Man Jones beating up an airport. You got 18 arrests of NFL players this year, including two for domestic violence and one for sexual assault. NFL games last too long. There is just so much to dislike about the NFL, but the league distributed over $8 billion in revenue sharing in 2017. $8 billion. That's an all-time high for the NFL. That is over $250 million per team. The cap max is about 177 mil. So every NFL team has over 73 mil in the bank, even after payroll was totally covered. And people keep talking about the drop in TV ratings, and they have. But compared to general television viewership trends, NFL ratings are actually doing okay. So listen, bring the NFL, all right? No matter how much there is to hate about it, it is too big to fail. Trump can't make a dent. Common sense can't make a dent. It's just too big to fail. Maybe Pac-Man should kick Trump's ass. You know, it doesn't matter what I say because the NFL is just too big to fail. But hey, NFL, guess what? You just made the list. Just last week alone, football players, you got four felony charges and two misdemeanor charges, including attempted murder against former Patriots quarterback Brandon Browner. But people, I guess they're just always going to watch. They might hate it as they watch it. They might not admit they watch it. And I looked it up. The NFL viewership last year, the TV ratings, dropped, what, 6%, right? That's peanuts compared to the drop in viewership of a lot of other established franchises on TV. And it's because of all the entertainment options on TV and otherwise. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. If you're just tuning in, it's been all Lev Bell all day. It's been quite exciting. Uh, again, to summarize, the Steelers reportedly offered Le'Veon Bell a five-year deal worth $70 million, and it was front-loaded to pay him $33 million over the first two years. Now, you might think Bell was nuts to not take that deal. Let's look at the pros. It would have settled his future right now. He'd stay put. He'd be with a good team here in Pittsburgh. But the con is, he would have passed up getting more. Because he's going to get more. He's going to get what he wants, barring a grievous injury. There's risk there. All it takes is one hit to the knee, but after that, all it takes is one lousy team that's desperate with a bunch of cap space that wants to give its fans a cookie, a bit of a PR splash. Now, Bell's new team will suck. He won't win. His stats will plummet but he'll have the money. And one thing about Lev Bell, I don't think he's lied. I don't think he's been misleading. It's always been about the money, period, with him. In the meantime, the Steelers still have Bell for one more year, 16 more games. 
or 10, 8, however many. Although today, like Jeremy Fowler of ESPN said that the word out of Bell's camp informally is he won't miss any games. And a lot of other connected football people are saying the same thing. Yesterday, when Schefter said Bell might sit out half the year, well, that's what Schefter does. I'm not saying he made it up, but the use of the word might, it's not fake news, but it's speculation and nothing more. I do expect Bell to be in the lineup for week one. And I do think, I've said this repeatedly today, I do think Bell should tell the Steelers his timetable for reporting so they could plan and prepare accordingly. And I keep saying the Steelers will be better in 2019 than they are this year, coming year, 18. They're going to have that Bell money to spend, that Shazier money to spend. They'll draft a good running back at quality at an entry-level price. They'll be better in 2019. Mark my words, write it down, you heard it here. The Steelers will do better in 19 without Bell than they do in 18 with Le'Veon Bell. They were 20th in rushing last year, 25th in yards per attempt. Bell's yards per carry dropped almost a full yard from 16 to 17. You can see the signs. He's DeMarco Murray. He's going to hit that wall. Let's go to the Swabby and Dormont. Swabby, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Good. What up, man? Uh, much like you guys were talking about earlier, it's a mystery the Steelers didn't address the middle linebacker in the draft. I also, just drafting a guy, what, they pick a fifth or sixth-round guy who's kind of like a fullback slash H-back hybrid, I'm extremely surprised they didn't go out and get someone in, in the fourth or whatever round it was. Well, I, I think they back. overestimate James Conner. Right. But I, I think I think a running back would have been a better pick in the third round than Mason Rudolph. I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how good is – why is Rudolph – Rudolph right now makes no difference on this team with Landry Jones as a decent backup. Why you needed that guy right now who – Well, I don't want to debate that pick anymore, Swabby, but uh, you, know, you know when this will become apparent that they should have taken a running back in the draft this year? It'll become apparent when, when next year Bell's not there – and they start the season with James Conner atop the depth chart because, well, the new guy, system, got to learn system, don't know system. It's a tough system. It's not a simple game with our system. Got to learn the system. Right. And, That's how they're with rookies. Meanwhile, to be- meanwhile, four rookie running backs made major impact last year. Did, I guess they really caught on quick with that team system. Right. And and how can you even trust Conner to play? He, he was hurt all last year. And he has a track record of being injured, even in college. Well, never, never mind the injury thing. Uh, I just don't think he's that good. I think people right. like him because of the story, beating cancer, coming back from the injury. And Cabali said he looked good at minicamp. Yeah, running around out there in his shorts. It's like right. uh, Billy Bean said, Moneyball. We're not selling jeans here. It's about performance, right. and Connor has not proven he can. Thank you for the call, Swabby. Let's go to Kevin in Beaver Falls. Kevin, you're on with Double M. Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call, Mark. Right. You're investing, say they do sign him, and you're investing $70 million into this guy. How many drug tests is he away from being out of the league? One, two? No, no, no. 
He has two marijuana-related suspensions, but one wasn't fucking a drug test. So the next time he gets suspended, he gets suspended for four games. That's it. Oh, so so he's got two more times he can get caught. One more time he can get caught, then the next time he's out of the league. Well, well yeah, but, but if it's the next time he's out of the league, that's different than the next time being four games. I think you worry most about the next time. Yeah, but I think he'll get caught smoking pot more than he'll get injured. I oh, mean, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. At at 26 years old and heading into a sixth season in the league, I think injury is much more of a concern than pot, especially when you can't smoke pot to uh, stem the tide of the pain from the injuries. That started out as a joke, and by the time the joke came out, the punchline, I meant what I was saying. Let's go to Dan in Upper St. Clair. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, like, two years ago when you said that they should franchise Bell twice and run the wheels off him, you were exactly right. Of course exactly I was. They, yeah, because that's exactly what they're doing, and I don't blame them. My question to you is, what are they going to do with all the money that they're not spending Bell on Bell in 2019? What do you think they should do? Where should they well, it's not, It's not like they're Bob Nodding. They won't just keep it. But um, right, exactly. And it's always hard to predict the Steelers are going to go sign a free agent because they almost never sign one of consequence. True. There have been a couple. Mike Mitchell mostly soiled the bed, although he was okay early. You know, Jim Farry or Jeff Hardings. There's been a couple. Yeah. I, I don't know. I assume they'd go get a backer. A linebacker to take Shazier. Yes. Because they don't have that now. And let me tell you, here's my prediction. Despite a couple pretty good defensive minds on the case, uh, namely Butler and, of course, Tom Bradley, the new defensive backs guy. This deal with playing safeties instead of linebackers, I am predicting it will go horribly. They will have the best intention. They have the coaches to coach it in. They don't have much great personnel at safety either. That safety and not linebacker thing, it will go horribly. Let's take one more call. Jason in the car. Jason on with Double M. Yeah, Mark, uh, you know, you've used the phrase within, in the NHL about collecting hockey cards, and I kind of think that that fantasy sports culture has proliferated into the NFL in the way that we view players like Le'Veon Bell. He, he's no question. He's outstanding, but I think you can build a team more effectively if you took the $15 million a year that you wanted and allocated it out to a couple of different positions, especially the defense. I think so, but that's not what they think. But, but I think, you know, I think the Steelers, you know... Have, well, that's not what they the thought. Bullet. They may think that moving forward. Yeah, they dodged the bullet, I think, by him not signing that contract. I don't know if you ever dodge a bullet. I don't like that uh, terminology. I don't know if you dodge a bullet when you're on the verge of losing a running back like Lev Bell. But I, and I, I'm I, not I, sure how much paying him all that though would have affected what else they can do under the cap. I, I think your sentiment that they could be a better team in 2019 without Bell if they make the right moves in free agency in the draft, I, I think there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah, I stopped listening to what you were saying because Ian Rappaport just tweeted, the NFL Network, mentioned yesterday the Steelers' final offer to running back Le'Veon Bell was five years, 70 mil, more context today. The fully guaranteed part was his signing bonus of just over 10 million. He would have made 33 million over the first two years in a rolling guaranteed structure would have got 45 mil over the first three years. I don't know what rolling guaranteed structure means, I'll be honest. 
I'm assuming it means when you get past one year, the next year's guaranteed. Or maybe you're, no, that, it, boy, with the, uh, when you're a vested veteran, how many years do you have to play? When Mark Bruner used to co-host the weekly show with me, he was the NFL PA player rep. He taught me about stuff like vested veteran and all that stuff. It just seems like a deal he should have taken, and I would have taken. Let's go to let's go to a break. We can take calls all day. Let's go to a break instead. We'll get to Nick and Harry in just one second. All have Bell all the time. 1059X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. And a lot of funny stuff has no taste. Like, for example, this show. Double M, I just wanted to say how funny that was. Now I'm going to cut you off before you can make a joke. The X at 105.9. Somebody tweeted that somebody said on the B team today, and I don't know who, that uh, Bell won't miss any games because of his respect for Tomlin. <laughs> and that's why they're the B team if they said that. Bell won't miss any games because of his respect for 909K in his pocket with every game check. Uh, I said earlier that James Conner can't be a number one back. Obviously, he hasn't proven one way or the other because he's never had a chance to be a number one back. Brian tweets, so your opinion on Conner isn't based on his health. It's based on performance, right? If that's the case, I'd love to hear how averaging 0.5 yards more per carry than Bell on the field in 2017 means that he sucks. Well, first off, Einstein, I never used the word sucks. Second off, James Conner carried the ball 32 times last year. He's carried the ball 32 times on his pro career. If that's not a small sample, well, it can't get a lot smaller. And I saw the guy play at Pitt. I think he's an okay backup, no better than that. We'll see. But I bet I'm right on this one. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Nick in Peters Township. Nick, you're on with Mark. What up, Mark? What up? So, hey, you said the Steelers may be better next, the following season as compared to this season. I don't you know, completely disagree with that, but do you think someone like Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in the same shape next season? Well, you're right. That's now. a variable that must be considered. You're right about that. Because if you think of someone like Peyton Manning, you know, he, he was a, an all-star, you know, greatest of all time quarterback of that caliber, but from one season to the next, he started throwing ducks everywhere. Yeah, but he won the Super Bowl his last year. Yeah, well, there's a lot more. Good quarterback. No, no, no. He knew how to win. He figured out how to play within the parameters of his weakness. And good quarterbacks do that, don't they? Yeah, he's a genius. He's a a genius. He he knows the game, and he knows that his arm, what he can do, and just his his football knowledge is what carries him to that that Super Bowl. Well, I mean, Ben has a fair amount of football knowledge himself, doesn't he? He does. I mean, look how Ben's changed his game over the years. He's gone from gunslinger to... A pretty cerebral quarterback. So, but you're right. At Ben's age, how he is in 2019 as opposed to this year uh, is a variable. But I got to tell you, the people who say that this year's all or nothing, do or die, because Bell's going to be gone, uh, that ignores a couple things. One is they haven't done well with Ben, Braun, and Bell together in the first place. I mean, great in the regular season, but I said before. I hope we're not going to talk about 98 wins in 2015 when it comes to the Steelers. Capiche, regular season don't matter. 
It should never matter in this time, and it should never matter, especially in this time with the pro football team. The other thing is, if this year's all or nothing, I'm betting nothing because that defense ain't going to be any good. Well, I shouldn't say that. The front three are great. Pass rush was good last year, despite Bud Dupree stinking. But what did Bince have last year? He had eight sacks, right? He won't get half that this year. A lot of pass rush guys led by Bince. Mike Hilton had, what, four sacks as the nickel? Three in one game? Those sack stats were a bit inflated. The team number by individual guys kind of fluking it up. So uh, the only thing I can truly con on with that uh, defense is the front three, who are brilliant. I mean, Cam, Tuitt, Hargrave, just, just brilliant, but the eight guys behind them, not so much. Although, boy, you keep hearing more and more about how good Morgan Barnett's going to be. Let's go to Harry in the yard. Harry, you're on with Double M. Yes, Mark. Hey, um, I read in the paper today, I didn't realize this. They can tender him again next year for $17.5 million. Yes. What do you think about that? I mean, you're waiting a year now. You're giving him a 14. They're not going to pay him $17 million. They're just not going to do it. Enough's enough. Yeah, but here's the deal. They're already paying Okay, him I'm going to go real market. slow this time. Right, they're yeah. not going to do it. Goodbye. Once again, my new Iron Fist policy, yes. Don't Isn't it boring when talk shows talk about stuff that isn't going to happen? Like, what if an alien ship landed and they brought back, a, they, they brought a creature that was going to be a great running back? Well, there might be rule against that first off, and, and it's also not going to happen. Although, as regular listeners to this show know, I am rooting for the alien invasion. Let me go over that one more time. I'm 57, I've lived horribly, haven't taken care of myself. I always joke about this. I don't think I have a lot of time left. I don't think I'm going to be gone today or tomorrow. But in the time I have left, I want to go see Liverpool play at Anfield again. I'll probably do that. Less probable, I want to see either an alien invasion, just a horrific natural disaster, like California sliding off into the ocean, as has been predicted for so long, or a... uh, or Biblical Armageddon. One of those three. You know what else I'd add as a fourth option? But boy, it could be kind of ugly. I mean, like, I don't mind tragedy, but I don't want ugly. Like, the the, the natural disaster, the alien invasion, uh, the Biblical Armageddon, there'd be a lot of bells and whistles. That'd be fun to watch, right? A disease plague. Now, I'm going to count that out. I thought about it, but like if you had people's like ears and arms and feet and genitals dropping off, I just, that wouldn't have the same cachet as my other three options. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Lev Bell turned on a deal five years, 70 million, front loaded to pay 33 mil over the first two years. Can you believe he didn't take it? I can believe he didn't take it. But I would have taken it. You know, Lev Bell, you know what else I think part of this is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give credit to Colin Dunlap from the B team. Because he said today he thinks part of this is Brown being jealous of Bell. And I extended that earlier to say maybe jealous of Ben too. Maybe sick of being third fiddle. Maybe he wants to go someplace and be the guy. And get all the ancillary stuff that goes with it. Like not only does... A.B. makes 17 mil compared to what Bell's made, but 
He also is the commercial guy, the endorsements guy, the Pepsi guy, the Dancing with the Stars guy. You know, Bell's not got any of that, and maybe he wants it. The other thing is, Bell's painted himself into a corner. As he said in his rap song called Focus, I'm at the top, and if not, I'm the closest. I'm a need 15 a year, and they know this. A rhyming closest and know this? That's actually not bad. But when you wrap it and then you say later you want 17 mil a year, you paint yourself in a corner and you look like you're really back down when you don't get it. And a lot of football players, a lot of athletes, even movie stars wouldn't take that that seriously. I think he does. For, among other reasons, he's not that bright. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. All Lev Bell all the time. Major League Base, the All-Star Game's tonight. I keep getting the dates mixed. Like, you know what you can tell? When I make mistakes on this show, it's about stuff I don't care about. Like yesterday, I didn't mention the home run derby. And in retrospect, it would have been smarter to put the home run derby on the list yesterday and save the ESPYs to go on the list tomorrow. But I plumb forgot about the home run derby because I don't care about it at all. And Bryce Harper cheated to win it anyway. His dad cheated to win it anyway. And I happened to see an article about the ESPYs, so I put the ESPYs on the list. By the way, Greta Van Fleet and Tan tomorrow, check out their new song. I posted it on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. Oh, wait, uh, this just came up on my screen. The Yellowstone Super Volcano is a disaster waiting to happen. It could spew ash for thousands of miles across the United States, damaging buildings, smothering crops, and shutting down power plants. It would affect world weather. I say go for it. Yeah! 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. FG, hola, good sir. Hola. Hey, Mark, how you doing? My solution is give me my cake and eat me too. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. If it sounds like I'm distracted, I'm shopping for Deep Purple tickets for an upcoming show in my attempt to spend all my money on stuff I couldn't afford to do when I was in my teens. We're talking about Lev Bell, and really, what else is there now to say? One more year and then done. And after that, we'll see how the Steelers uh, fill the running back position. Although, again, I said before, I say again, and I'll say many times between now and 2019, they will be better in 2019 than they will be this coming year. They will replace Bell with a second or third round pick, and that back will perform very ably, and they'll reinvest the Bell cap space and the Shazier cap space, which also comes off before the 2019 season, to shore up their defense. Your thoughts on the whole situation? We've talked about it all day, all day. It has been relentless. I love it. God help me, but I do love it. So, oh, the Arizona Cardinals suspended their general manager, Steve Kime. Is that his name? Five weeks and fined him 200K for uh, pleading guilty in an extreme DUI case. Now, I don't know what extreme DUI means. Is it like ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling? Did he. Drive drunk through barbed wire into a flaming table. But they're suspended in five weeks now? What's the big deal about being suspended now? 
How would they have reacted if a player did that? If Larry Fitz did that? Well, actually, forget that. Larry Fitz would not have done that. But, uh, see, I think that's probably the right punishment. You know what? It's driving me crazy that we don't want anybody to have a second chance ever. Like Slava Voinov can't play in the NFL again. Luke Heimlich can never pitch professionally. Wendy Bell did a couple shows on channel, uh, excuse me, KDK Radio, and people went berserk about that. Once you make a mistake, too many people in this country want the equivalent of a life sentence inflicted upon the, the person who makes the mistake. And I don't buy it. There's some extreme cases where I get it, but I don't buy it. Like, again, the Luke Heimlich thing, the uh, pitcher who molested his six-year-old niece, it's weird. I think he should get a chance to pitch. I wouldn't hire him. Would I hire Wendy Bell? No, because I think she's been boring, period, forever. I'm not too concerned about the very regrettable and terrible remarks she made after that shooting. I just think she's a dullard. And uh, I would put Slava Voinov on the Penguins in a second. In a second. James Harris, and you know what? Actually, you know what? i got to get a hold of Rutherford. Uh, James, Jim's kid, the 10-year-old who loves this show. James, if you're listening, pass this along to your dad. i got to get a hold of him. You too, Mrs. R, if you're listening. We could add Slava Voinov here. I don't know if we could afford him under the cap, but... If people bitch about hiring the domestic abuser, you just point at James Harrison. Never lost a dime, never missed a snap, and never had his career questioned or interrupted. Right here in Pittsburgh. This could become the cradle for domestic abusers looking for a second chance. And I said that last line kiddingly, but not really, because that's what that did when that happened. Let's go to Mark in Harrisburg. Mark, you're on with the super genius. How you doing, Mr. Madden? Good. I think it's not going to happen. As far as uh, Lev Bell becoming the the guy and being on shows with Dancing with Stars, he he's. Well, I was I was using that I was using that to illustrate the spotlight that Antonio Brown has enjoyed and Lev Bell has not. Okay, I don't know if Lev Bell can dance. Well, I have no idea either, but he's going to have to, if he ever would, he'd have to go and change his lifestyle he's, with the way that he's doing things now. He's hanging out with Wiz Khalifa, for crying out loud. He's not going to, nobody that's on now, a TV show. You do understand like that Wiz Khalifa is one of the most popular recording stars in the country. I do realize that, but so is Snoop Dogg. And you know, well, so what? Was, I mean, Snoop, you don't think Snoop Dogg's a guy with a lot of cool that people don't get a rub from him when they hang out with him? Yeah, but he went and changed his ways of life. He didn't go and continue on that lifestyle that he had. He kept smoking pot. What do you mean? Now, hold on. I'm going to pick a bone with you. What's wrong with Wiz's lifestyle? All Wiz does is smoke pot. That's been his only problem ever. And it's not even a problem in my eyes. Well, I just don't see it as... Bro, here's, here's the problem. I'm going to cut you off. You're not cool and can't figure out what is. Goodbye. Let's go to Bernie for Parts Unknown. I like that. Bernie, you're on with Mark. Mr. Madden, big fan. Bernie. Hey, um, 
my business association and I are stuck in Philadelphia, and we have nothing else to do but watch the All-Star game tonight. Oh. And uh, We'd like to make it a little more interesting. What do you think of American League minus 130? 130 runs. They expect that high scoring? <laughs> no, uh, 130 to win 100. I knew what it meant. I, I, I know you, bro, you, you know what? I, I don't even know. You, you know what? I would bet on the American League just because of all the ex-Pirate pitchers. Uh, uh, understandable. Now, where are you going to hang out in Philadelphia? Because it's really, it's not much of a time to hang out at. We're probably going to hang out at the hotel. You, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, we'd love it. Chickie and Pete's. Chickie and Pete's. Yeah, it's a, it's, right. it, it's a chain. It's a, they have one here at PNC Park, I think. It's a, it's a chain place. It's a sports bar. Great place to watch games. And the, believe it or not, you hear about all those legendary cheesesteaks that at the at the you know places in in you know the 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 battered neighborhoods. I forget what they're called. Best cheesesteak yeah. in Philadelphia is Chickie and Pete's. No question. I trust your opinion, Super Genius. Let me know how it turns out. Let's go to oh Frank's calling for Ask Mark anything already. Well, then let's go to Ask Mark Anything. Dial now, 412-333-WXDX, and Ask Mark Anything, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, check it out. Even as a kid, I was a super genius. I was the coolest white guy on the radio. <laughs> I think I'm the coolest guy, period, but what's up? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X, time to Ask Mark Anything, 412-333-WXDX. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar, which I'd like to go to tonight for dinner, but I'm dressed real badly. I always, you know what I should do is put a golf shirt or Hawaiian shirt in my car so I can change into it whenever I want to stop. Like, I'd like to go to either Hyde Park tonight or Chapino. I'll end up getting takeout somewhere because I just am not dressed properly. And I'm not going to go home and, and, and go back out. Anyway, it's located in the Strip. Great seafood, great steak, great super genius burger. So check out Chapino. Let's go to uh, Brian in the car. Brian, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. What up? Okay, food question for you. What's your favorite square pizza in the area? Now, when you say square, do you mean made square or sliced square? I mean made square. Conway Pizza. That's a good one. No uh, question. Very... It's great. The toppings are great. It has that texture you like with square pizza. Now, there's a place uh, out in Fayette Township in Morgantown. They're open to one on the south side called Fat Angelo's. Okay. And they cook it round and slice it square. And that's on their big-sized ones. I don't know what they do with the smaller ones. But but you know what? I, I would go with Conway. I like Fat Angelo's. I really like Conway square pizza, though. I think it's brilliant. It reminds me... There was a place in Millville when I grew up called Wally's Pizza, and they cooked. They made it square, and it was just great. So, yeah, I would go with Conway Pizza. My buddy Ray works there. Definitely. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Frank in Bethel Park. Frank, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. Two things. First of all, I'm heading down to Chapino's by myself. I'm going to try the burger for the very first time, so I'm excited about that. Oh, that'll be great. Turn your radio down, please. Sorry. Second, my question is I was in years and years in, in philosophy, and the, my question was... Cell phone sticks, goodbye. Had to get rid of that. Let's go to Berserker on the road. Berserker. Ask Mark uh, anything. 
What big up? fan, big fan. Um, who do you think is a bigger egomaniac, uh, Wendy Bell or Randy Bauman? Now, why am I not included in the discussion? Well, I just want you. I want. You I'm to more self-deprecating, though. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of like the guy, people's oh. egomaniac. Yes, I agree with that. So, uh, I don't know Wendy Bell. R- Randy's really good. If you're really good, you have the right to a healthy ego. Okay, fair enough. So, and, you know, I don't think Randy's ego ever drips all over the console of the morning show. You know, I, I think he's really good. I don't know Wendy Bell well enough and haven't heard or seen enough of her professionally. Just a little bit I have. I think she's dry, don't you? Uh, she can be. She's well, not even well, dry. You know what she has? She has that kind of hokey sweetness that, that I don't buy for a second. Uh, it's fake. I agree with that. Yeah, like Sally Wiggin. Sally Wiggin has... Genuine. Genuine. I mean, she's, she's you know, you know crazy as a you-know-what-house rap, but, but uh, yeah, but she's legit. Sally's legit. Nuts, is, but legit. Is Randy sensitive? I, you know, not to my, yeah, he is. Goodbye. Uh, just a little. Although Sally Wigan, I don't know if I've ever brought up this scandal before. She was known at Channel 4 when I worked in that building for 1250 for eating food out of garbage cans. Swear to God, she would take food out of garbage cans and eat it. In particular, cake. Like if she missed the cake in the break room, she would take food out of garbage cans and eat it. Let's go to Andrew in Bellevue. Andrew, you're on with the Super Genius. Double one, thanks for taking the call. Right. Hey, random question. Have you ever read your Wikipedia page, and do you know who made I, it? I read it, I read it once literally years ago, okay? And there were so many falsehoods on there, inaccuracies, and insults, of course, that I just, I've looked at it since. I have no idea who made it. Okay. Just just curious. I think it's still being updated. Bro, in all seriousness, the last time I looked at it, and now I probably will now that you've brought it up, like over half the facts listed were inaccurate. And I'm I not exaggerating. What's that? I said I believe it. That's Wikipedia in nature. Yeah, no question. Let's go to uh, Mark and Madison. Mark. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. When is the last time you listened to Molly Hatchett's debut album? Because I think it's underrated. I don't think I own it. It's incredible. What was Flirting with Disaster on there? Boop, boop, no. boop. Yeah, it wasn't. No, that's the one with Gator Country on it, Dreams I'll Never See, the Allman Brothers song, and my favorite, uh, That's the Price You Pay. Well, I thought Molly Hatchett was a decent group. Now, when I was younger... Mark, I would like now I travel to see the groups I like and I'll see them multiple times, right? Yeah. It's become a sickness. I'm going to see White Snake five times on this tour. I saw Guns N' Roses seven times on that tour. UFO, I forget it was six or seven times on their last tour. Motley Crue uh, six times on their farewell tour. But back in the day, if there was a concert in Pittsburgh and I could afford it, I'd go. I didn't have to like it that much. I would go and I reviewed shows too. So I saw Molly Hatchet with. Uh, Danny Joe Brown singing. It was very good. I was there. Where was it? It was the, the Stanley or the Stanley Syria Theater. Mosque? Uh, the Stanley Theater, I believe. You sure it wasn't the Syria Mosque by then? It may have been. I saw him at the Stanley with Jimmy Farrar and at the mosque with Danny Joe Brown. Jimmy, Fr- Jimmy Farrar was just some fat tub of goo, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, he could sing. Beating the Odds is a good song. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, you know. I'm a big fat tub of goo myself, so trust me when I say to be a rock star, you've got to look the part, and he did not.
Let's go to Bruno in the car. Bruno, ask Mark anything. Bruno, you there? Bruno hung up. Bruno's going to ask a question about square pizza. I would like to have a lengthy dissertation on square pizza sometime because it has a different flavor to it. It just does. The crust is a little breadier usually, and I don't mean that as a knock. It's just it has a different texture. It's a great it's a great change up for pizza. Plus, all the toppings are really congregated in the middle of the slice. It's just a different kind of pizza. You know what other kind of pizza I love is deep dish, but it has to be good deep dish. And I'm not sure there's any good deep dish around here. If there is, correct me on Twitter, at Mark Madnex. But, like, even the chain places in Chicago, like Lou Malnati's and Giordano's, are so good. When I go to Chicago now, there's a Giordano's at Bally's where I often stay. And they only make it for you once you order it. So you have to sit there for 20, 25 minutes till it's done, and it's worth it. Of course, what that encourages you to do is get, like, appetizers or get saloon-faced so they get every last dime they can out of you. All right, Greta Van Fleet tomorrow. Not on the well. We'll have the Josh Kiske, the the uh, Jake Kiske interview on the show tomorrow. Greta Van Fleet at Stage A tomorrow night. Then I'm off Thursday and Friday. Ah, one hundred five nine. Yes.